0: Hello and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome
1: back. If you're new here, welcome, welcome. Wow. Episode 130. I am so grateful for you. I'm grateful for the life that has been given to me. And it is only right that in gratitude, we take that life and honor it, have compassion for it, and use it for its divine purpose. Life is full of pain, fear, but also it's full of joy and triumph. This is the divine process. But I choose to live my life with authenticity every day. And that is my truest hope for you as well. So today on the show, I have Dr. Michelle Hanna. She is a speaker, personal and business relationship coach, creator and author of The Self Vows. We're going to talk about how to live an authentic life and how taking self vows can help you stay committed to living your best life. So without further ado, here's Dr. Michelle. Hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the show, Dr. Michelle.
0: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: So I'm a big believer that being authentic is the foundation of living a good life. And I hope you agree with me on that one.
0: Absolutely. A good and, and truthful life, whatever your truth is. Absolutely.
1: So how do you define authenticity? Authenticity
0: well authenticity honestly is just really the truth of who you are but here's where that gets complicated because we start developing our self-concept at a young age um, from people that we respect like our parents our aunts our uncles our teachers whomever is in our life that we look up to so unfortunately some of the things that maybe they have as learned behaviors and bad habits, and maybe they don't even know if they really believe that, you know, maybe they got it from TV. Maybe they just, their parents passed it down to them. And it's like, this is right because I say it's right. And then they pass it down to us. And so then I believe that's when we start to move away from authenticity, because we are now just believing what someone else says, but we don't really know if that is even true for us. So then we You know, we grow up, we go through the world. And I think you come to a point where you have this awakening and you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel really comfortable to me. But my mom said, this is the way that I should think. My dad said, this is the way I think. Oh, my teacher said that this is what I should be when I grow up, you know? But something about that is not feeling comfortable. It's not feeling like home. I believe authenticity is really when we wake up, It's our journey to get back home to where we started from the very beginning and to reconnect back to our truth. So the bottom line is that is a journey in itself because we have to really be accountable of asking ourselves the questions, you know, do I really believe that? Why do I believe that? And and really honestly defend, (laughs) you know, why we believe something and that it, it resonates and it aligns and it feels good with where we are in our life at that time. And then you are on the path to being authentic. Authentic, lastly, feels free. It's like if you woke up in the morning and you didn't have to worry about judgment and you didn't have to worry about what people would say or how they would feel about you if you were doing something that you really wanted to do. And if that wasn't even an issue, who would you be? And that is on the path of getting back to authenticity.
1: I love that. And I cannot agree more. So a lot of us, especially women, sometimes we get caught up in, you know, life. And we are either authentic to maybe our friends and family, but we are not authentic in our professional lives. Can you be authentic in both impersonal in and professional life at the same time?
0: Absolutely. Because again, it comes back to what is your truth. So for example, I think that a lot of us have been raised that we have to be somewhere else, um, especially or somebody else, especially when we work in corporate America, let's say, and we have to be a different person there. And then we're a different person when we are at home. Now, obviously you're not going to go to work, you know, in your bathrobe or anything like that, but you have certain values you have certain boundaries. And if you don't have values or you don't know what your values are or you don't know what your boundaries are, then I would say start there first. And whatever those things are, you just basically show up in work, at work as that person. So for example, if I have a boundary that you don't get to yell at me, that's not okay. It really disrupts my peace and you won't get the best out of me. But let's say that I have a superior that's a yeller. I have to stand in my truth and have that conversation that that is a boundary for me. And there is also a consequence to that boundary. If you yell at me, then the consequence is I will shut down and you are not going to get the productivity that you need and what I bring to you know your organization or to the team. So I think starting with boundaries and knowing what your values are and absolutely make sure that they're always aligned as well in your professional life.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly. And something I talk about a lot is pledging myself to the highest version of myself. So I pledge allegiance to the best version of myself. And I know you do this as well in something called the self vows. That's very similar to what I do, right? So can you talk about your self vows?
0: So, the self vows actually is a gift to me first, and I shared it with the world. And I've just realized that I will be constantly recommitting myself to these self vows. So, my self vows are actually the traditional wedding vows that. I put my own unique twist in, in terms of how it set with me, how it connected with me, how it aligned with me. So I'll just give you an example. Um, Maybe some of you that have took the traditional wedding vows may remember that first vow was to have and to hold from this day forward. Well, do I have everything about myself? Do I accept me right where I am? Yes, I have changes that I need to make, but do I accept me? in this moment? Can I like me and love me in this moment, all of me, before I actually extend that bow to someone else? Do I hold? Do I support? Am I my biggest cheerleader? Or am I looking for someone always to validate me? Because a lot of times we do that in relationship, and that's just way too big of a responsibility to put on someone else. Someone else cannot heal you, they can support you in your healing journey. And then lastly, from this day forward, how many of us get stuck in the past or we get stuck in our thoughts in the past and we're always looking in the rearview mirror, but it's like, come on, you got that big windshield, let's look forward. It's okay to look back and reflect and learn from something, or even to have it as a point of contact that it's like, or point of reference rather, that it's like, okay, I learned from that. Nope. I'm I'm following in the same pattern. You know what? That's like a check for myself. And then we move forward. We don't stir in it because If you don't deal with your own baggage with yourself, how in the world are you going to share yourself in the best version, as you said, of yourself in friendships, family, and intimate relationships? So there are seven vows, and I promise you these seven vows will change your life. They will challenge you. There's a book that goes with it. There's a program that goes with it. And honestly, the questions that I'm asking you through this book, it doesn't let you off the hook. You cannot answer these questions like yes and no. It is you making the commitment to reconnect back to self, to be authentic, to like yourself, to love yourself, to love hanging out with yourself and to be committed. As you said, I love what you said to pledge allegiance to the best part of yourself. That is definitely in alignment with, uh, what I believe in regards to the self vows.
1: Great example. Can you give us another maybe two more examples of your self vows?
0: Yes, to love and to cherish. That is one of my favorite ones because that really deals a lot with self-love and self-care. And we hear a lot of that right now. But I think that people should not worry about comparing their self-love and self-care journey to someone else. It's very personal. So we should all have a self-care regimen daily because if you don't take care of self, and that means like whatever you like to do. I love massages. I love going to the spa. I love just having fun walking by the beach. That's To me, and that really brings me peace. That's my self care regimen daily. And every morning when I get up, I give myself a do over. That means I forgive myself for everything and anything that happened the day before. That's a part of self care regimen. And then the love part is knowing that Michelle, meaning me speaking to me, Michelle, whatever you go through, wherever you're at, whatever you experience, I love you. And that is not going to change. And to cherish, that means that, you know how you buy something and you just really cherish, cherish it, especially the intangible things um, where somebody gives you something and it's so intangible and you just really cherish it. Those are feelings that we should feel about ourselves every day. And the last one I'll share is in sickness and in health. I have progenital neuralgia. And so I have severe nerve damage. Um, I've been dealing with it for nine years. So I get progenital blocks, three of them every six weeks. So it's been a very very, very long journey. So in sickness and in health is one vow that I have to constantly keep recommitting to, because when you're going through chronic pain, it really does affect you emotionally. It affects you obviously physically, and sometimes it's really tough to commit to that vow, especially when your body is tired. So there is a recommitment that has to keep taking place, but I do it because I really do love me and I'm my best friend and I'm committed to me.
1: I love that. And I think the key word I picked up from what you just talked about is recommitment. I think that's really a beautiful word because even when I when my clients they decide to work with me again, instead of saying, you know, she's working in a container or, you know, re-sign a contract, I always ask them to recommit themselves because yeah. it takes discipline. It takes that recommitment to make anything consistent. Continue to work in our life the way we want them to.
0: Yes, absolutely. You're so right. The recommitment, if people can just really gravitate to that particular word and that concept, you won't find yourself just kind of getting in the funk, you know, because you'll know all I have to do is recommit to the process. I don't get a fail in it. I just keep recommitting till I get better and better and I evolve more and more. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: So, on those low days when we need to recommit ourselves, what is a favorite quote that you go by?
0: Forgive quick and love harder. (laughs) And I say that because, and I know that forgiving is a process. So, I'm not saying that. But the quicker that I change my mind to forgive myself quick, to don't set in it, to don't go through all the what ifs, to not let fear set in. And then I recommit to say, I'm going to love you harder, Michelle. I'm going to love you harder than, you know, before whatever happened that might've really hurt or that might've, or maybe it was you. Maybe you were the one that showed up in a toxic way, but you know what? I'm going to forgive you. We're going to get through this. And now I'm going to even love you harder than I loved you before.
1: Mm, I love that so much because so many times we talk about forgiving others, right? When we've been betrayed in life or if we've been hurt in any way, we're thinking about forgiving others. But so importantly, we need to also forgive ourselves. Forgive the old you for, for what you've done in the past, But from now on, you're recommitting to a better you. And that's all you have to do is to not worry about the future and not think about the path and just enjoy this moment and love yourself harder in this exact moment. And blessings will be on the way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so true. So true.
1: So on this journey, you talked about being authentic takes courage, loving yourself and keeping yourself committed takes a lot of courage. So fear always comes up, right? What are your best tips to overcoming the fear of being truly authentic?
0: So then I would go back with something that I was saying about how my self-care regimen about my do-overs. And then I do something called five, five, and five. So this helps me with my fear that sometimes we don't even know that fear is creeping up like, and we haven't even started our day. So one, I first give myself a do-over in the morning for whatever. Ever has happened the day before, um, or maybe even the fact that I didn't, you know, really dump when I went to sleep. You know, I didn't get all those thoughts and come to some type of peace with with myself, with whatever's happened for the day. So I give myself the do over first. That's forgiving yourself, that's loving on yourself, and just starting your day out with that. And then I do something called five, five, and five. So five minutes is for me to meditate or to pray. And I say five minutes because it just works for me. It's quick and it's very intentional. But, you know, if you want to take 15 minutes, take 15 minutes. So then the next five is I stretch because I have learned that when you get over 40, things just start to hurt for no reason. Like you're, you're getting out of bed and you're like, wait, what happened? Like, why is my knee hurting? So stretching is really, really good. It's really healthy. It really gets you moving and feeling alive. So let's just take five minutes to stretch. And then the other five minutes is of you taking pen to paper. This is not about this just being your head. This is about you writing it down. And just take five minutes about being intentional about how you want your day to go. So if I say, you know what? I want my day to be full of courage in confidence, right? Because maybe I feel that fear of a project, maybe it's creeping up. So that now becomes my focal point. And then I have to say, okay, well, if that's what I want my day to be like, then I can't have conversations with people that may be full of fear. And I'm talking about people that may even be a family member, but this person maybe operates in a lot of fear. And if that is not aligned with what my intention is for that day, I may have to, in a loving way, just not have that conversation with that person or interact with that person. Because my focus is to be, you know, to bring that extra courage and confidence in my day, because wherever that fear thought uh, came from, I have to address that in the morning. So that's, um, that's some examples of how I really deal with fear.
1: Thank you for your wisdom. If you enjoyed Michelle's tips, head over to michellehanna.com. She also has a free authentic checklist where you can download for free some powerful questions that will help you figure out if you're living the authentic life you deserve. Thank you for being on the show again. Thank you so
0: much. I appreciate it.
1: To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck,